0: Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Thank you, Brian. And as Brian said there, the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is in Belfast today after reaching a deal with the EU over post-Brexit trading arrangements for Northern Ireland. He held that question and answer session with workers in an effort to drum up support for the Windsor framework. Here's a little bit of what he had to say.
1: And in too many ways, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel that the balance of the Belfast Good Friday Agreement that was so painstakingly negotiated and settled for almost a quarter of a century, that balance had been disrupted. And that's why I've spent a lot of time together with Chris and others working really hard to try and find a resolution on that thorny issue. And I'm really pleased. In fact, I'm I'm over the moon that yesterday we managed to have a decisive breakthrough with our... Negotiations with the EU reached agreement, the new Windsor framework that I think is an extraordinary positive step for Northern Ireland.
0: And the Chris he referred to as Chris Heaton Harris, the Northern Ireland Secretary, who's with him there in Belfast today. Matthew Paris, former Conservative MP and columnist with The Times, is on the line. Is the British Prime Minister right to be over the moon with this deal, Matthew? Oh,
1: I was quite surprised at his use of the expression over the moon. <laughs> People are normally much more guarded. Yes, I think he is right. I don't think it's in the bag yet as far as the DUP are concerned. Uh, They may well, they're they're grumpy at the moment, but they're not actually saying no, they're thinking about it. But whatever they say, there does appear to be a deal that does appear to be pretty good for Northern Ireland um, that satisfies the European Union, that, that involves lots of concessions from the European Union, and that I think will go ahead for the province, whether or not the DUP agree. But of course, if they, they want Stormont uh, back up and running, they, they, they will have to agree.
0: And the ERG position then, it seems that they were practically shut out of the, of the discussion. Was that the thing that might have actually worked here and led to where we are today? And how much does their reaction matter at this stage?
1: I don't think that uh, Chris Heaton Harris or Rishi Sunak could have conducted the negotiations while while bringing in all the time either the ERG or the DUP. These deals are best hammered out behind closed doors, and after you have the potential deal, you then then consult the, the stakeholders, as it were. You know, I think if the DUP had been in the negotiating room and if the ERG had been in the negotiating room he would never, Rishi Sunak, would never have got as far as he seems to have done. Um, but, of course, that has miffed them. It's ruffled their feathers. They feel that they weren't really consulted and, and indeed that they weren't. And I'm afraid that's probably just inevitable.
0: I don't know if you heard that clip. We played it earlier from BBC's Newsnight of Steve Baker, the Northern Ireland minister. Now, one of the hard Brexiters over the years saying that he felt emotional last night, that he had gone through a breakdown in November of 2021, that he was delighted that this deal had come about. Do you think that that sense of relief will be be mirrored around the place?
1: Yes, it will be. And and, uh, Steve Steve Baker is a very useful bellwether because he's the hardest of the hardliners in in many ways. On the other hand, he's he's a bit of a lone wolf. He he doesn't speak uh, for for other people, although other people will certainly listen to him. Uh, There is a general feeling, I I think, of uh, of relief, um, even jubilation, um, over on this side of the water. And uh, the, the members of Parliament who are grumpy about it really only appear to number a few. Last night in in the Commons, there were no voices raised in opposition. Uh, that didn't mean everybody was happy, but those that weren't happy were keeping quiet. And they're keeping quiet for a reason. The wind is against them at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting too to look at where this leaves Boris Johnson, who has been lurking around the place, and it seems he had attention, certainly up to last night, to try and get back in to number 10. Is he out in the cold now?
1: He is out in the cold, but then he's been out in the cold for quite a while, and that doesn't deter him. He's a very determined man. He's an opportunist. Um, the, the moment, there's a tiny slip by Rishi Sunak, and he was hoping this would prove that moment he'll he'll be back in there. His, his ambitions, I think, are uh, unbridled, but I think they've taken a, a, a real knock. He did, after after all, negotiate the Belfast the the, the uh, protocol, mm-hmm. uh, the Northern Ireland protocol, that that um, he's now saying is so unsatisfactory. And even Brexiteers, I noticed my colleague Ian Martin in the Times this morning, who's always been a Brexiteer and still is. Even they say that that, uh, Sunak seems to have got from the European Union the kind of deal that uh, previous Prime Ministers would would have bitten the EU's arm off if it had offered them.
0: And the Labour Party is going to vote in favour of this deal. They're not going to play political games. That's uh, Keir Starmer's own words last night. There's no more political capital for Labour to make here, is there?
1: No, there isn't, although I think people have noted with uh, uh, with some admiration the way he hasn't played politics over, and ro- over this, and right at the beginning said that if it came to a vote in the Commons, the Labour Party would vote to support the deal, and that's when he hadn't even see the, seen the deal. So this is the corner that the DUP are kind of settled, uh, kettled into. Um, the, the, the slightly unsteady Conservative government at, at the moment seems to be a better hope for them than a Labour government, which obviously wouldn't want to rescind the deal at all. So that it, uh, and the argument goes well, yes, but what what Rishi Sunak needs to do is get get the power sharing at Stormont uh, up and running again. He he does want to do that, but Labour aren't going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. So it's really up to the DUP if they want to be involved. I notice, for instance, that the. What is being called the Stormont break, uh, which uh, which allows uh, would allow people either to delay or to stop EU. Uh, new e- lo- EU laws that, um, that were, were judged to be uh, inappropriate for Northern Ireland. The Stormont break, of course, requires on requires Stormont, so they don't even get the break and, unless uh, Stormont is running again.
0: Yeah, but there's some confusion over how that Stormont break is going to work because Geoffrey Donaldson seems to believe that it will just require 30 MLAs to object to any piece of law, not a cross-party group of 30 MLAs. And that's a very, very important point that needs to be clarified.
1: Yes, it, it does. So, I mean, The government position appears to be that it would need to be cross-party or at least that at least two parties would need to agree to it. The whole thing is, is, is fairly murky. And I think most people think it's not something that would ever actually have to be invoked. But it goes some way to answering one of the seven tests that the DUP have set. I've been looking at the seven tests and the fact is it's as long as a piece of string. You can say that they've all been satisfied or you can say that there are still questions to be answered. Um, I, I don't think the government is going to leave it to the DUP to say whether the seven tests have been met. The government says they have and that will be that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll wait and see what the DUP say when they say it. There might be some considerable delay before we get a final answer from Geoffrey Donaldson's party. But Matthew Parris, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Matthew Parris, former Conservative MP and columnist with The Times.